This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tig? Cheryl Hines. I don't want to say we cover a lot of stuff. We mainly talk about your terrible Irish stew and... Don't tell Pete. Listen, don't tell people. What they're going to find out in 10 minutes? We give you parenting. I give you parenting tips. That's all you need to know. That's all you ever do to me is is give me parenting tips. I say let's get right into it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Major Look, a true story about fake art. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. Hey. How are you? How's it going? All is well. Okay. You know, coming through the holidays. Mm-hmm. Hitting the road. Yeah, I'm about to hit the road. A couple of um, gigs have been canceled, or they're being rescheduled. Are you so sick of I'm so sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pandemic fatigue has really set in. Yeah. In my case, pandemic fatigue. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. I'll probably open my tour with that. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) It's too bad you've already named your tour because that would be so exciting for people to go to. Pandemic fatigue. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, people always ask if... Tig is short for something, and I always say it's long for t- <laughs> Well, now you can say it's short for fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For pandemic fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you ready? Let's just get right into okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we won't find out how you're doing. No, I'm, I'm this, it's the same crap. Today, we are talking about Made You Look, mm. a true story about fake art is a 2020 documentary film directed by Canadian filmmaker Barry Averick, or Average. Average? Averick. You know, like rich, it's, it's R-I-C-H, A-V-R-I-C-H, A- probably Averick. Okay, they said Average, oh. and I was not sure how you were getting that. <laughs> I like that that's how I start out. <laughs> oh, this guy is so average. 
Uh, it tells the story of what may be the largest art fraud in American history, taking place in the upper echelons of New York society. Major Look is available to watch on Netflix. This is such a crazy story. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. And did you just feel like it? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be this person, but did it seem like just a bunch of old white people with a lot of money? <laughs> And then it's hard to feel sorry for the well here the peop- yeah I found the story very interesting and yeah and um, yes I, I yes. enjoyed this way more than I was expecting to yeah but I felt like I mean here comes some beans oh I just couldn't help but feel I I turned to Stephanie and I know art connoisseurs will. I, so I, first of us. all, I can't imagine they're listening to this podcast. No, and if you are, let's just apologize in advance because we're sorry for any words that are going to be said because they're not going to be. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm trying to apologize. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I'm trying to apologize to all for our of the podcast. Yes, yeah. Okay. I just want to do a blanket general. Yeah. We're sorry. Okay, yeah. but you go ahead. You were in the middle of saying something. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of an obvious thought, but I had it. And I turned to Stephanie and I was just saying, like, it's so insane how if you thought the art was beautiful, I'm not saying you should rip anybody off, but if you <laughs> thought the art was beautiful, right? it's so insane that it decreases in value because it wasn't done by the original artist. Because yes. you clearly liked the art. Uh, you paid right. $10 million for it. Right. Here's what this documentary mm-hmm. is about. In 1995, in New York, this woman, Ann Friedman, oh, I cannot wait to talk to you about it, <laughs> director of the prestigious Nodler Gallery, gets introduced to Glaferia Rosales, who claims she has an authentic Rothko painting. So Glaferia says that the paintings are from a European immigrant, Mr. X, purchased a a large amount of art in the 50s, and then he migrated to Mexico and then passed the pieces down to his son, Mr. X Jr. (laughs) These are (laughs) God-given names. (laughs) Who is willing to sell the paintings for cheap because he doesn't care about money. So this woman, Anne Friedman, in New York... Is approached by this woman, Glaferia, and Glaferia is like, look, I have this Rothko. And these Rothko, he was known for blocks, like square color blocks. Like, if not rectangular. Or rectangular, yeah. yes. And it's pretty, you know, he he used beautiful colors and, it, and it, it's modern and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a square. On top a of a square, square. On top of another square. <laughs> So, it is truly the, <laughs> you really have to know and care about art mm-hmm. to be able to go, yeah, for sure, this is $10 million worth this of worth squares. This is $10 million. And, I know. And it, it reminds me of being a, a beer drinker. Before I drank beer, I was like, it all tastes the exact same and is terrible. And then you start drinking it and you're like... Well, no. Well, that's like wine. I mean, I was thinking about wine collectors that have like 
you know, $10,000, $20,000 bottle up for a bottle of wine. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I would not, <laughs> I would not know. I would not, if I saw two bottles of wine, mm-hmm. I'd be like, they look the same to me. Yeah. Not just saw two bottles if you tasted it. Even if I taste, you know what? I was, I hate to name drop. No, you don't. But First I of was all, on, no, you don't. This name is going to be so impressive. Um, I was on um, Lisa Vanderpump's show. Hello? Is um, this on? Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> I honestly don't know who Lisa Vanderpump is. is, but I know I have heard the name. Okay. Well, she was a real housewife on okay. the Bravo series okay. for a long time. And now now she has a show called Overserved, <laughs> yeah. where she invites people people over to her house and then you drink a lot and they make you dinner which is very nice you so went and did that i did that yeah with joel McHale, and we had so much fun uh-huh. and then she blindfolded us and we did a wine tasting okay and needless to say you chose the <laughs> i was like low rent wine yeah i was like this one's actually pretty good and those two joel and lisa were like oh good what was it? This redneck. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Two but buck Chuck. Two buck Chuck. And I was perfectly happy with it. But it's the same about art, isn't it? I, I think for most people, you like a piece of artwork because it makes you feel something, right? Mm-hmm. You look at it and you feel, oh, I like that color. I like, feel peaceful. I feel energized. I like that block. I love that color block. On top of that other color block. <laughs> and then the art experts... I mean, they know all the brush strokes and the canvases and, you know, they, they've they studied it. They, they're people that have only studied Rothko mm-hmm. paintings. Mm-hmm. So so this woman, Anne Friedman, and in, in this documentary, she's, how old is Anne? Probably in her 70s? That's what I would guess. And if mm-hmm. you're listening, Anne, and we know you are, hey, girl, hey. Hey, Anne, hey. <laughs> Sorry if you're 69 and we thought you were in your 70s. Yes. We're, mm-hmm. We don't mean to round up. And hey, if you're in your 80s, hello, you look like you're in your 70s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anne. Um, Anne had been working at the Nodler Gallery for a long time. 20 years. So when she was approached by Glyphiria, so she, you know, when you start watching this, you feel like, look, Anne's doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. She's doing her job. She's getting professionals to look at it and say, yes, I think that does look like a Rothko. Yes, that's definitely. Mm -hmm. Nobody nobody ever says it's definitely. Mm -hmm. Right. They say. Yeah, it seems to be. Good to me. Yeah. It seems I've seen a lot of Rothko's and that looks like one. Yeah. Um, But apparently, I mean, one of the things that I learned, and I'm sure you did too, that these paintings have provenances. Oh, yes, yes. The story. The history of the ownership. Yeah. And that's the best situation is if you can trace it back from each owner and right back to the studio where it was painted right to the artist and then yeah. it's like okay great sam had it then sue had it then bill had who, it who now, are these you this? know they're on they're sam on... sue and bill <laughs> they live on the upper east side okay they sound very sophisticated 
They are. Do they live together, Samson and Bill? Yeah, and they just mm-hmm. moved it from room to room. Okay. Um, but Anne Friedman, she goes to David Anthem, a Rothko and abstract expressionist scholar. Mm-hmm. By the way, I like that they always call it Abex. Did you notice that? Like, it took no. me a second to go, I don't know what an Abex is. It's abstract expressionist. But they oh. shorten it because they're in the business. Oh, okay. Well, and they don't have time to... Say it. Say the whole thing. Expressionist. Yeah. And he tells Anne that schedule. (laughs) He tells him that the paintings are authentic. And many other people agree. Agree enough. Yeah. Yeah. A high pitched voice agree. Yeah. 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 I'll say Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Then we find out that Glafaria's boyfriend is okay, get ready. Jose Carlos. Bergantinos Diaz. Thank you. He's Spanish. And you're not. <laughs> Clearly. He has an art background and a history of fraud and forgery mm. charges. Mm. And he denies ever meeting Anne or her assistant. Okay. Um, he sounds innocent out of the gate. Yeah. So Domenico de Sol mm-hmm. from Sotheby's and Tom Ford and his wife Eleanor, they buy one of Anne's Rothko's for $8 million, which is actually a low, it's a relatively low price, and they put it on display at the Baylor Museum. Okay, so far so good. Would you, have you paid $8 million? <laughs> Well, that's what's so crazy. And when you're watching, when you're watching this documentary and they're like auctioning off artwork and, I mean, I guess it's all relative, right? When it's like, mm. Do I hear $50 million, $50, 55000000 million? Do I hear $60 million? See, I would love to just go in there, raise my hand when I know that it's going to go higher. Oh, and then my God. And look like you're in, you're playing in, in the game. You're in it. You're like, no, I would do it for 60 but not $61 million. I'm out. But, you know, in the first two auction hand-raising moments, I would jump in and raise my hand. Because you know it's going to go up. Yeah. Yeah, and then people will be like, whoa, Tig really came to play. Would your heart be pounding like, oh, shit, what happened? No, I would I would be, I, you know. Be like, you guys, it was a joke. Of course yeah. I don't have $50 million. I'm kidding. I have, I have $50 million, Cheryl. I just am not <laughs> okay. going to, to put buy it, a block artwork. on a block <laughs> with my 50 mil, mm-hmm. okay? And I have been to people's homes, yes. and I won't name drop because that's your thing. Oh, um, but because I, I said Lisa Vanderpump? Uh, yeah. By the way, you know how many times you name drop in a podcast? Uh, please tally. <laughs> I think at least, probably I will say 26. 26. If yeah. our listeners could please go back verify. and re-listen. Please verify. Yeah, and uh, tally the name drops. But I won't name drop, but I will say I've been to homes. Okay. Where they have the tens of millions of dollars worth of art on the wall. Wee wee wee. Tig has rich friends. Wee wee wee. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, hey, this is 30 mil. This is 50 mil. I know, it's crazy. It's it's, it's hard to imagine that uh, that it's a good investment. I mean, I know it I guess it is. It's just like so much could go wrong. Like a fire? Yeah, a fire, a flood. A flood in your house. A flood. flood. If you overflow the toilet and And it it goes... And it seeps down to the bottom. 
or it goes so awry that it goes up your wall. <laughs> that is a bad toilet overflow. Okay, we need to give everyone a break, and then we're going to be back and talk about toilets overflowing right here on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Story. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, so just getting back to the story here really quickly. This guy named Domenico Del Sol, like I was saying, and his wife, they buy one of these Rothko's for $8 million. Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's a good price and they're all happy. Mm-hmm. So this is going on for, for years, right? Anne mm-hmm. is getting this art. Mm-hmm. And then she sells it. She might pay, you know, $150,000 and then sells it for $7 million. Sure. I could be a little off on my figures. <laughs> but you get I think the point. it's more like. Maybe pay it a million. Yeah, and then sell it for And then 14. jack it up to 10 or something. Yeah. So this guy, Jack Levy, buys a Nodler <laughs> uh, Jackson Pollock. This was one of the other artists mm-hmm. that she had. And and he bought it for $2 million. And then he, he said, I'm, I'm going to buy it, but I just want to authenticate it. So if if I can't authenticate it, then I want my money back. Yeah. And Anne was like, no problem. Uh-huh. And so he sends it to IFAR, the International Foundation of Art Research for Verification. And IFAR does not believe that it's real. Mm-hmm. And a fight over the uh, authenticity ensues between Nodler and IFAR. Mm-hmm. Though Jack Levy is able to return the painting and get his money back, Nodler then puts it back on sale for $11 million. <laughs> Can I just say, Anne, Anne has some huge balls. Yeah. Did you find that? If somebody said to me, look, I want my $2 million back because these people just said it's not real. Mm-hmm. And Anne's like, okay. You'd well, take I'll... the price down to a million. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I wouldn't jack it up to 11. Yeah. It's like, it's quite the bounce back. Anne was really interesting because she's so convincing. And she's so normal seeming yeah, and she seems reasonable. Like somebody's and aunt. Straight that's shooter. Well dressed and yeah. well spoken and Well, she's well dressed because she's sitting on a pile of cash. 
that. <laughs> but yeah, it took me a long time to, to sniff her out. I know. Because at first I was thinking, uh, what is this story? I mean, and... Anne was doing her best, and she called in all the people, yeah. the right people, to look at the paintings, and mm-hmm. they all said, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, after that little scandal, mm-hmm. Gla- I like that her name keeps changing, Glaferia changes the province of her paintings. <laughs> well, you know, you got to do what you have to do. I like that she's like, look, look, look. He actually... It's like when my kids, when I ask them something, and it cracks me up how they don't realize that they are acting like the epitome of somebody not telling the truth. (laughs) And they'll be like, I, um... Here's the thing. What happened was (laughs) the cookie was... uh, and any normal adult knows that that right. is going to be telling, right. whereas they don't have a clue. Well, imagine if there was $11 million on the line, mm-hmm. and this woman's like, you know, I, I know I said that about Mr. X, but the truth is, he's gay, and his he and his gay lover um, sold this. And they decided they didn't want it. And it's like, what? So now people in the art industry are starting to starting to question Anne. I like how she brought in gay people. I know. Why? Why like, did you have to drag me and my people in? If she Haven't says we gay, then people are going to be like, enough. oh. Because you know why people trust the gays. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah. And why are we called the gays? <laughs> why that's what you like you love to be called the gay so that's you know what i can't stand is when Hmm. people call gay people my gays my gays yeah oh like if they have friends that are yeah oh my gays are coming over (laughs) (laughs) it's like it is so weird and rude and condescending my gays my My gays. gays That's how I feel. Uh, well, listeners, I, write in and rip me apart if I you mean, feel differently. I mean, my gaze, my gaze, my gaze. I mean, I'm I sure. Know. I'm sure they think it's a term of endearment. I'm sure they do, but I, I don't like but it. We're here to say we don't. We don't like it, you guys. Yeah, you know, it's like when a guy has a baby and stays home and watches his child, and then calls it babysitting. <laughs> he thinks he's being. A really great dad, because he just said, yep, I'm home babysitting. It's like, no, you're not. You're raising a child. You're parenting. You're parenting. That's one of your pet peeves. I'm going to start saying pet. I am going to start saying pet pee. Anyway, so now we learn that Glyphiria is Mm. also selling forgeries to Julian Weissman. Both Weissman and Anne Freeman show their Robert Motherwell elegy paintings to Jack Flam. Although initially Jack Flam thinks they're authentic, he starts to question them. And then Jack Flam wants Anne to have her paintings forensically tested by Jamie Martin at Orion Analytical. But here's the thing. Yeah. Anne is like, ah, excuse me, that's just one guy. So it's going to be his word. We're going to take his word. That's not how I do it. Mm-hmm. 
Which I like that then all of a sudden she's like, mm-mm, not just, not that one guy. No I way. need Not doing it. And then Jack takes, he gets it analyzed, and they said, yeah, these aren't real. <laughs> He's like, this, this paint wasn't even invented at the time of when this was supposed to have been painted. Yeah. And, you know, these paintings, I mean, they're signed by the artists. Which is also forged, right? Obviously, right. Jackson Pollock didn't come in and he did come misspell in his name. Oh, that's a bean that just was spilled. But you should tell people what that means. She uh, Anne, Anne had a Jackson Pollock. Was it on her wall at home? I think so. Yeah, with, with his name misspelled, his signature. <laughs> imagine misspelling your name now (laughs) let me ask you this this might be where i'm tired or i get a snack or something yeah did she know it was a fake painting well tig that's this whole friggin film Mm -hmm. i didn't watch (laughs) but i like even the one she hung on her wall no she thought it would listen she doesn't care she doesn't we, care, right? Oh, my God. Look, let's give everyone a break, and we'll come break. back, and... We're going to get to the bottom of Anne and her brass balls. Ooh. <laughs> Spit tape. Mm-mm. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we're back. Okay. I, I understand that's what the whole movie's about, but I'm saying, is it that she doesn't care if they're real or not? And she can fake people, fool people, even at her own house. And Well, it kind of goes back to, I mean, we've talked about it before about the ability to, to lie to yourself. Like some people can lie to themselves mm-hmm. and and believe it. That's so interesting. It, I know it, I've done that. In my life. Yeah. I've certainly lied to myself and I've thought that I was really applying myself to something or that I was, um, you know, really trying right. or that I was being um, a good partner or I was, I, I don't know. I and Right. I wasn't taking a beat to think beyond that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I guess also you've part- never done that. No, I haven't. That's why I can't chime in with you. But um, it also, wow. it Impressive. says in this, Look at you. In this documentary, yeah. they talked, they, there was a psychologist there who, she was very interesting and she said, you know, when someone 
believe something Mm -hmm. very strongly. And then evidence starts coming in to show that that's Contradict. They double down Mm -hmm. on believing in it. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like... They've put too much in. They put, they dig in deeper and it's like, no. So now Anne is like, no, you guys, you're all wrong. And uh, then Jack Flam calls the FBI. I'm surprised he didn't call the Pentagon. <laughs> That's only for Sasquatch. Yeah. Only right. Can you hold, the- <laughs> we're dealing with Sasquatch sightings. <laughs> oh, you're with Anne. Yeah, please hold. Oh, we've got Sasquatch on the other line. We got other things happening. <laughs> Oh, wow. Sasquatch actually called in to the Pentagon. (laughs) So now um, the Pentagon investigates Glafaria and realizes, oh, she's got a connection to this guy, Mm. Brigantinos, who has a record. (laughs) I'm sure there are Italians out there who hate, they must hate to hear you say meatball. I'm Italian. A notaro. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, so you can make fun of your own meatball. Yes, meatball. And it, I'd prefer that you actually not do it. <laughs> oh, no. Did I tell you what happened? Um, talk oh, about, boy. I'm talking about kids and we're talking about meatballs? countries that we're from. Did I tell you when Kat went to, stop me if I've told you this story. So she went to this fancy little private school. and Okay, you've told me. Did, have I? All right. So have what I? were we saying about the movie? Have I? No. You don't know what I'm going to say. And they, they get an email saying it's International Food Day. So every kid should bring in a food that reflects their heritage, right? So we're Irish. So I made a crock pot of Irish stew. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What, what, I don't know what else to, to, to bring. Why not just a potato? I should have. Retrospect. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I get there with my crock pot of Irish stew, and they mm. were like, "Great, you go set up over by Italy of all places." And I was like, oh, "Oh no, I'm not setting up. I was just dropping this off." And they said, "No, no, we need you to help with the lunch." And I said, "Well, I, I uh, I'm not ready for this." And they were like, "Just go over there by Italy." And by the way, Italy had mounds of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and the meatballs and like the most beautiful looking table uh-huh. and then they gave me this like two inch <laughs> flag of ireland and they put it in front of my crock pot <laughs> and they said you're gonna be representing ireland and i was also next to the u.s who had hamburgers and french fries uh-huh. and my not a crock pot in sight. <laughs> and so when the when the lunch bell rang, all the kids ran out. Cat, my daughter sees me. Everyone run- beelines to your crock pot, <laughs> I imagine. She runs over and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm representing Ireland. <laughs> Obviously. I said, she goes, what is that? I said, it's Irish stew. Would you like a tiny Dixie cup? And she's like, oh, my God, I am so embarrassed. I can't believe you're doing this. And her friends start running over. And she's like, no, everybody go. Everybody, do, not cut, do not come to this table. So Italy, they're doing their spaghetti. The Americans are doing it. And I'm, 
and the, you, the only person that ate my Irish stew was you. Was the gym teacher? <laughs> he he loved it. <laughs> he probably had a crush on you or something. He's like, oh wow, this is delicious. Oh my god, it's uh, Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh my gosh, can I get this recipe? Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, but I, it, but I did listen. I learned. Here's a parenting tip. Oh, I'm all ears. I learned a lesson because the next time it was, you know, there was a day at the school. It was career day. So I thought, I'm not going down this time. You're no fool. I'm no fool. Hell no. All this. I know you. You are not a fool, Cheryl. I'm not a fool. I popped popcorn like there's Mm -hmm. no tomorrow. Okay. Had little bags of popcorn. And then I brought uh, makeup and I drew mustaches on all the kids. That's right. You're not a fool. (laughs) You are no fool. But go ahead. (laughs) Because that's what we do in theater. We use makeup to establish a character. And then they all had mustaches that you're doing a curly q bicycle mustache (laughs) is that the kind that was that was my specialty well yeah you are no fool and i can tell you Mm -hmm. the bank teller next to me okay with little like brochures okay nobody wow not not one wow not one third grader braggadocious alert (laughs) braggadocious alert The kids were lined up to get their mustaches and popcorn. So I didn't listen. You fool me once. How does the saying go? Um, It doesn't matter. The point is, anyway, that's a little parenting tip for everybody listening. Okay. Uh, Nobody likes a crock pot. (laughs) And people love mustaches. And no matter how much she tries... Cheryl Hines does not represent Ireland, okay? (laughs) You can't represent a country with a two-inch flag and some terrible stew. It was so tiny. What's in an Irish stew? I'm Irish as well. It's just like beef and potatoes and carrots. It's pretty simple. Ireland is not known for its cuisine. No, I know. (laughs) But I am Irish, Italian. Yeah. Oh, so French. We are known for our cuisine in France. Yes. And Italiano. Italiano. So when it's your day to make international lunch, mm-hmm. don't pick I Ireland. I will make the Irish stew <laughs> with Beyond Meat. And just have, it'll just be you and the coach all day. Me and a real masculine coach <laughs> hanging out and going, yeah, I loved your stuff on... Uh, Sarah Silverman, you know, when you're driving that motorcycle. (laughs) I mean, now that you're saying it, it does make sense. Like he he was eating your stew? Yeah, because he didn't care about the stew. He was probably probably was a Curb fan. I didn't even think of that until this moment in time. Is that weird? No, because it goes back to, you're no fool. (laughs) (laughs) You just have some gym coach. Slopping down your Irish stew. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it doesn't cross your mind. It doesn't, it never crossed my mind. Okay, listen, back to Anne Friedman. Oh, right. You know what's interesting is as I'm reading um, our notes, mm-hmm. 
I cannot honestly get to the bottom of Glaferia, if it's Glaferia or if it's Glafira. It's spelled um, differently throughout. Does it matter? <laughs> Do you feel like we lost listeners when the name alternated pronunciations? Oh, my God. Probably. <sighs> Will that stop us? Hell no. No, we're going to keep... I'll just say it both ways. So You know who's I'm still right? listening? Who? True Snurkbulls. Snurkbulls. Yeah. Thank you, Snurkbulls. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point now that the FBI is involved and they're like, yeah, these are fake. Oh my God. I was mm. still on your Irish stew story. And then yeah. I, when you said once the FBI was involved, I couldn't <laughs> quite put together how terrible your stew must have been. <laughs> the FBI was called for my stew. <laughs> we, we, we have the Pentagon on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Heinz representing all of Ireland? By the way, nobody else dropped off anything for Ireland. It was not a popular country. It's not popular on these. Okay, well, we do have listeners in Ireland, and I they mean, don't appreciate they're lovely the people. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Stephanie and I are both Irish. She's I'm saying, Scottish. I'm Irish. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, so now, Michael Hammer. Mm-hmm. Tells Anne, you need to take a leave of absence from Nodler. Is Michael Hammer, is that the Hammer Museum? The really tan guy? Oh. <laughs> so that name didn't stick out to you, Hammer, when you're watching an art documentary, Cheryl? Well, I always think of Army Hammer. What, I mean, that's, and by the way, don't get started. It's, 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 I don't, I don't Are you wanna... having a str- another stroke? <laughs> I don't want want to get involved in the Army Hammer story. If that's what you're about to do, I'm going to stop it down. I haven't said a thing about Army Hammer or his cannibalism. You're the one that has been drawing attention. I'm saying we probably shouldn't talk about his Do you know Army Hammer? No. But how do we know for sure that that story is true? That he, I think they had it authenticated. On, te- on, <laughs> it's on hello, it, you're right. There, that's a listen. Oh. Let's not touch it with a ten foot pole. Okay. Let's stay on. Let's get on track, <laughs> shall we? Okay. So now, Michael Hammer says, "And you got to take a leave of absence. You can't." keep coming to work. Mm-hmm. We're in a lot of hot water. Now people are starting to sue us because mm-hmm. people are saying my painting isn't real either. Mm-hmm. And this guy Pierre Lagrange oh. he <laughs> he too. spent 17 million dollars on his Jackson Pollock mm-hmm. and now he feels like it's fake. His painting was signed JP. <laughs> <laughs> Said yo JP. <laughs> And so now he's going to sue Nodler. Mm-hmm. And Nodler decides, okay, we're shutting down. We're shutting down. We're shutting down for business. And a shit storm ensues. Oh. <gasps> is that true? Army Whoa. Hammer is the tan guy's son. Michael Hammer. Okay, Michael Hammer in this documentary, he's a very attractive, very, very tan That is man. Army Hammer's, Hammer's dad, dad. The guy with the long hair, with the tan, and the medallions around his chest. Wow. Are you sure you don't want to revisit the conversation about Army Hammer? 
Listen, this is another, this is, he, we don't know. It has nothing to do with art. Are you familiar with anyone else named Army? Is this a trick question? No. I'm trying to. I had just never heard that name before. No, no. But I was worried that you were going to say, oh, because in 1993. that's you, your name. You dated somebody named Army. And, he, and now the story, oh, it's short for Armand. Oh, which is his dad's first name. This is, okay, I'm humiliated on air. I'm not a fan of the name Army. That we do not know any of this. Once again, there's no way. <laughs> How are we just? Our producer this? just lobs information over to us How with with, just... with dead eyes. <laughs> this is, it is interesting though. It is interesting. But... Yes. Do you like the name Army? I don't have feelings about it. Do you oh. have feelings about it? You don't like Thumbs it. Thumbs down. <laughs> okay, negative Nelly. Let's. Okay, so now it's 2012 and Glafira. Okay, said it differently. She's now being investigated and we're her seeing. Her friends call her Gluff. <laughs> and we're seeing that um, she's not reporting the income that she's been getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now she's facing years of prison on tax fraud charges. And she cooperates with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And now they found the artist. Mm-hmm. He's a Chinese artist and a math professor. And his name is Pei Shen Kin. He lives in New York City. Mm-hmm. He has a very modest place, it seems yes. like. He did all of his painting out of his his garage. And when he finds out that they've traced it back to him, he flees to China. Uh So, which I don't blame him. That's what you would do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we are again. It all comes back to us on the run. I was going to say, are you going (laughs) to grow a handlebar mustache? (laughs) Grab a sack of popcorn, hit the road? I mean, the thing is, is... Live off patient- of Irish stew in a jungle. <laughs> in a jungle in Colombia. Yeah. Patient, you know, he talked about saying, and I'm not, I'm not going to get this correct. Of and course I'm sure- not. Of course not. <laughs> but in China, mm-hmm. they're, they're known for doing very good replications of beautiful artwork and artists. And it's said to be a compliment. To the artist. It's not something that's, you know, people look down on. It's like, wow, your your painting, your art is so beautiful. I want to replicate it. So Pei Shen, it's possible that he didn't have these intentions. Yeah, okay, let's say that. However, the problem with that is he would sign their names. Right? Well, and he fleed. He, yeah. Or he fled. He fleed. <laughs> Fleed. He fleed. So, yeah, you can't sign Jason, Jason? Jackson Pollock's name. <laughs> you could sign Jason Pollock, and then it's the buyer's fault. Then it's on you. Yeah, that's your problem. If it's, so, This is a real, authentic Jason Pollock painting. <laughs> so now, um, Glafira, I'm just going to call her Glafira. She, I say Gluffy. Let's say Gluffy. <laughs> now, mm. Michael Hammer, 
Army's dad. Yeah. Says, I am suing you guys. Like, so all these lawsuits started happening, and they started settling. Nodler started settling these lawsuits because they knew, oh, chipballs. You're right. These are fake. Mm -hmm. Although Anne the whole time is like, no, they're not. (laughs) They're not fake. It's like, Anne, zip it. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know. But Michael Hammer said, no, we're going to court. His wife was sort of hilarious, wasn't she? Yes. And she kept going, I'm a very emotional person. Yes. And when I saw the painting, I got emotional. And when I saw Anne, I got emotional. I'm emo- I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. <laughs> I'm just thinking what that courtroom was. You have the fake painting there. And then you've got Michael Hammer in his tan. And then you've got the wife who's just crying. But listen, when the word. wind blows, I get emotional. Uh, <laughs> you know, her husband was like, tell me about it. <laughs> I, boy do i have some stories for you guys this woman she is on an emotional roller coaster okay they were they were so now it's down to it looks like Anne is going to take the stand and right before that happens right before Anne, according to Anne, she couldn't wait to get up there and tell the truth about how these are real. And right before she was to go on stand, they said, you know what? It's settled. It's over. And everybody was like, oh. So that was that. So (laughs) there you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Is it the DeSouls that decided to take? Oh, it's, wait. So Tig, there were multiple lawsuits. Yeah, everybody is mad be. at Anne, and yeah. every and and people are saying, "Look, how could you not know?" It goes back to what you said at the beginning. Uh, these people that bought these these paintings, when they first bought them, they loved, fell in love with them. Mm-hmm. They loved, they loved how the art made them feel, yeah. and they really appreciated it. They understood the artist, and they understood the art, and it. It spoke to them, and they loved having it on their wall. And then when they found out... $10 million (laughs) worth, they felt it and understood it. So, and yeah, as soon as they find out that it's um, a fake, they can't stand to look at it. Yes. And of course it was a fake. Yeah. Everybody knew it was a fake. Well, they also can't stand to look at it because they got swindled, and that's painful. It is painful. It's just, it's hard to imagine that you have so much money, Mm. so much money that you could afford a 60 million dollar painting so it's hard to feel sorry for somebody but it's still yeah it's fraud and it's not nice listen i got swindled out of 500 bucks and it mm. felt terrible don't make me remind you of my two thousand dollar ponzi scheme <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts yeah it still hurts i bought a motorcycle from the internet once mm that was just a picture. The motorcycle didn't exist. <gasps> I just wired money to somebody. And Stephanie laughed because I was like <laughs> telling her the story of how I stayed home all day waiting for my motorcycle to arrive. And then what happened? You just never saw them, the money and that was it? No, I just wired money to some oh, guy. God. And he was like, shipping is free. I have my own shipping company. I was oh, like, this is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. Uh, And she was like, so you just 
I sat on my porch just waiting oh for the God. truck and just like, <laughs> so that's so, so sad. <laughs> Did you cry tears or were you just I like, I didn't cry. Oh, I kids. was just like slowly adding it together where I was like, just like oh, boy. and then I wrote the guy, the email didn't work anymore. Uh, <laughs> I called the phone didn't work. Oh, yeah. Tig. Yeah, well. Now you know how Michael Hammer felt. Oh, yes. Me and Michael Hammer. Two peas in a pod. I need Two to. Pe- Michael, if you're listening, and I know you are. Hey, Michael. Hey. Sorry this happened to Sorry, you. Sorry I don't like your son's name. Listen. I'm curious we're, how the cannibalism's going. To all of the people that were f- fooled, mm-hmm. I feel for you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. So this one guy, what's his name? Domenico DeSole, who was clearly an instigator. He would get the he would get the art from right. patient uh-huh. and then he'd he'd give it to somebody else who would put dust on it yeah. and make it look like it had weathered the years. Yeah. They did a good job. These people all did clearly. a good job. People are shelling out millions. And then he would give it to Glafira. Uh-huh. And then she would sell it to Anne. Mm-hmm. So one might think, oh, that was a circle, a scam circle. I'm like sure you thought Anne that. was in on it with them? Well, I mean, that's the question, right? Did Anne know or was she just like, look, I got a good deal again. <laughs> but you think there's a chance she was palling around with Gluffy? I don't. I think it was like. She knew it was up. And Gluffy she was would be like. And I've got another one. Uh-huh. And Anne's like, well, the last people are still upset about. But okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, do I think they sat down and said, look, I know it's fake. You know it's fake. But you think Gluffy would come by with different paintings and mm-hmm. Anne would just turn a blind eye and say, uh-huh. well, how incredible. You now have a Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why towards the end, mm-hmm. when Anne is still like, I don't know that they were fake. Yeah. You can't help but yell Anne at your TV screen. It's like, Anne. Yeah. Anne. Anne. Come on, Anne. 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 The world knows. You yeah, know. Anne. Anne. And, and the fact that Anne was like, yeah, I'll be on the documentary. I know. <laughs> I'll tell my I side of the story. That she's like, yeah, of course. I will tell my story because it needs to be told. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, Anne, 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 you Anne sold come on. Fake. So, anyway, oh, um, Anne. so ba- basically, that's, I would say, mm-hmm. that's basically it. Virgentinos. Uh-huh. The guy went back to Spain. Sure. He says he's innocent. Of course. And that it was all Glafira. Gluffy. All Gluffy. And then, I mean, he also sits down with the filmmaker. And at the end, <laughs> the camera's still rolling. And he tries to sell the filmmaker Bob Dylan's harmonica. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> I would have bought it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bob Dylan's harmonica. <laughs> Wait, this is really Bob by Dylan? <laughs> Jason Pollock? <laughs> How much do you want for this? I mean, that is it was per it was a perfect ending. And then uh Patient 
remains in China. Yeah. And he refuses to admit that he knew where the artwork was going, even though he did sign the artist's names. Mm -hmm. And then in 2019, the 10th lawsuit was settled for a fake Rothko painting. Glafira is currently working as a waitress at a diner in Brooklyn. And Anne continues to sell art. Who is the person going to Anne to get their art? Who is this person? I don't know. But I just wonder if maybe on Gluffy's off days, she's delivering paintings to Anne. It's hard to know. Well, there's no way to know. (laughs) It's not just hard to know. It's impossible. (laughs) There's no way to know. I mean, it would be interesting if you were in Brooklyn and... Glafira, Glafiria, uh-huh. however you want to say or as it. as her name tag says, Gluffy. <laughs> was waiting on you. Yeah. But she did, She ended up not spending any time in prison because she, when they arrested her, she did, she did go to jail. So mm-hmm. they said, okay, that's good enough. And yeah. now you're on probation. Yeah. I'm sure those were the legal terms of it. Yeah. That's yeah. good enough. Get, get out of there. All right. Scram, clown. <laughs> um, Tig, are you ready for our final thoughts? Yes. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I sobbed through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't believe you. Mm. Did you cry because the, the people had so much money? It was like, oh, no. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. But, okay, who were you attracted to? Um, slim Pickens. Mr. Hammer. <laughs> that actually makes sense yeah but there was a very beautiful woman in china when the filmmaker went to china to Uh look for pishin he had a um interpreter Uh and they were going around looking she was very cute oh hello i would say probably gluffy yeah i see that well you've got a lot of them a lot of well, I wasn't really into Mr. Hammer. Oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, I could see how one might be. I only have eyes for Gluff. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, that, uh, we did it. We did do it. That is it for this week. And next week, we'll be watching Chicken People, which you can watch on Amazon. Which is not a doc. <laughs> it is a doc. Chicken People. It's a documentary, and you can see it on Amazon or Pluto TV. Okay, before we go, do you want to read some true fan mail? Yes, let's read one. Okay, Rebecca Hicks says, Hey, Rebecca Hicks. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, Rebecca Uh, Hicks, hey. Just listened to The Rescue this morning and and was so moved by your retelling that I watched it. When I got home, and you're right, I cried nearly all the way, and everyone was attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't usually watch the docs, except Tig and Tiger King 1 and 2. But after the lack of drive, oh, drivel, sorry. (laughs) But after the lack of drivel in this one, I thought I have to check this doc out. So glad I did. I had to remember to breathe a couple times. Keep them coming. Love, teacher, Becky Hicks. 
Well, I'm glad she watched. I mean, there's so many different great documentaries that you you listeners should be listening or watching. But oh, don't, uh, don't don't lecture the listeners. But the, You're I was the one that say, always says, oh, they don't, nobody is watching. Yes, go ahead. But the most important thing is to listen to Tig and Cheryl True Story and my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig, which is advice. And if you're uh, out and about in the world and uh, vaccinated and wearing a mask, come see me on my Hello Again tour. Tickets and info at tignotaro.com. Also, the new season of Star Trek Discovery is out. Cheryl, do you have anything going on? Um, If you want to watch I Can See Your Voice, we're mm. back on. It's a lot of fun. It's very crazy and fun. Um, All right. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopisich and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.